Welcome back to PNCC Speak, the language of executives. I'm Carol Daniel, retired KMOX news anchor, along with my friend. He is Michael Scully, regional president of PNC. And and I'm saying my friend, I, I'm claiming you, Michael. Thank you. You always uh, bring a <laughs> smile to my face, too, Carol. Thank lovely, you. Lovely, lovely. Michael Eaton is our guest. We've got him smiling as well because this is in his wheelhouse. That's why he's here. It's such a great conversation. It, it means a great deal to the state of Missouri. Michael said to us earlier uh, that look around. Look around. Look at right now, people. You're listening to this. But look around your room, wherever you are right now, even if you're driving, what you're in, what you're sitting in, what you see around you, it was manufactured. And so that's why the Missouri Association of Manufacturers is so important uh, to our state and indeed to to our nation because the nation was built. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the nation was built. Michael, I want, I want to thank you again for joining us on PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Glad to be here. So, Michael, we were talking about some of these incredible transformative wins that we've celebrated in St. Louis. I think uh, Kansas City has their own list, as does Springfield and other parts of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Missouri, in fact, is gaining a reputation for advanced manufacturing. And enhancing this is the Plaster Center down at uh, Ozark Technical College, as well as recently the Advanced Manufacturing Center uh, Innovation Center here, which is being built with a large federal grant. First of all, what exactly is advanced manufacturing, and how is the state of Missouri using these successes to attract more advanced manufacturers? Sure. Um, so to put it in a nutshell, it's, it's digital transformation incorporated into the manufacturing operation. It's robotics. It's automation. It's cobots. It's, it's truly um, what you would see, like you said, maybe in Dirty Jobs or, or – um, on some TV shows, would love to get a primetime show about life in the manufacturing operation. I think it would certainly drive uh, workforce um, uh, to to the industry. You but, pay for it, I'll produce it. Go okay. ahead, keep talking, Very keep good. talking. Awesome. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, so, just in a nutshell, it's it's, it's just bringing that automation and robotics and and digital transformation to to the manufacturing operation. You did, I think you said earlier that. Um, and this might have been off the air, but robotics, the the, the need for it mm-hmm. um, has resulted from the workforce shortage. Did I hear you correctly? Well, or um, uh, certainly. The, walk, walk me through that. Yeah. It's the, the need to um, incorporate it today in some of the Missouri manufacturing operations is being driven from from the need for workforce. When I started hitting the road two, two and a half years ago, literally, if if someone was caught trespassing, okay, they're hired and they get a bonus at the end of the day uh, in manufacturing uh, to the shift to, well, we've got three, four, five open positions, but nothing automation won't fix. So that was, so we listen very closely to the words that's shared with us and how does that match up with what we see. Um, so I think there is not one single solution to the workforce shortage and challenge that's uh, manufacturers are facing so they're looking at several different things certainly automation and robotics i think they're a little bit surprised on how affordable it is and the fact that the guy who was running this cnc machine is now running four automated cnc machines so that helps with that capacity um you know a shortage 
But how do you say you need more people and you're telling me robots can replace people? No, I'm not telling you robots can replace people. Or, or have. Or are. They're replacing roles that are not being filled because we okay. don't have people okay. applying. So they're a solution. And and I'm very, I want to be very clear about that because we talked to some plant managers to say, yeah, we brought in some, um, some robotics. And, you know, I'm just really surprised that, that my employees are like, oh, am I being replaced? Am I, am I going to lose my job? And I'm always surprised by that reaction. And, and I think, well, that's the way I'd react. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the core of human nature. When you introduce change, people want to know how does it affect me personally. And I think we forget that human factor. Um, I think it goes a little bit deeper also is, is manufacturers are craftsmen. They're artists. They're, they got this incredible skill, whether they're a welder or builder, whatever, whatever role they play. And the fear of losing that identity to their craft and their skill I think plays a role in that. But the reality is, is that it enhances the operations. And I'm not aware of people losing their job because a manufacturer brought in some automation components. They may be shifted to a different role or whatever, but automation's not replacing jobs. And there's, you still got to run the computers and the machines. So. So, Michael, one of the things we haven't really touched on is the changing demographic of uh, a traditional manufacturing job. So think of a generation or two ago, it was largely male, and that, that workforce is aging. I think the average age is over 51 now. Um, so recently, PNC launched a Women in Manufacturing in Missouri uh, chapter. It's part of a national organization. I'm curious how women in manufacturing and the women, uh, the Missouri Association of Manufacturers are working together to support bringing women into these careers in manufacturing. Sure. And I was so thankful and, and excited when I heard that uh, the Women in Manufacturing Association was setting up a Missouri chapter and working with PNC as our association does, as, as well as the Women in Manufacturing. Hey, that was a great opportunity to reach out which we did, and say, hey, you got this new chapter starting here in Missouri. How can we play a role? How can we help support? We're not threatened by other member-based organizations at all. And what was really refreshing is the Women in Manufacturing organization said, heck yeah, we'll work together with you, and and that's great. Um, We know that a workforce solution component is the female um, market that's that's the largest segment of potential workforce um, coming coming to market. So we see that um, we see that solution being played out and marketed and through the community colleges and some of these tech schools that are setting up, like like you mentioned, Ozark Technical College and their plastics. Uh, Plastic. Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you. We're here. We're here. <laughs> so you have Ozark the plaster. Techn- plaster. plaster. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ozark Technical College establishing um, their plaster center for advanced manufacturing. They're not the only ones. Certainly, St. Louis got that grant, and that is an incredible example of the power of collaboration. That grant that St. Louis received required that they work with several other entities to create a consortium of collaboration to get that grant, and they were truly on top of that. And I'm not sure that Boeing uh, result would have happened without that. Mm. Oh, 
Absolutely. That's interesting. Well, uh, Boeing was certainly a big uh, component to uh, St. Louis in that that proposal and that grant award. So, I, and I imagine every if we, we're we we have to take a break, and I don't want to, but and I'm the timekeeper. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I, but I imagine that when we talk about rebranding, going back to that, mm-hmm. that I mean every. Every company, every product um, looks at its demographic and it talks to each demographic differently. It crafts the message Absolutely for each does. demographic. And so I, it, I, I, I mean, the message is different to— an, an hour before I showed up for this, I was at um, I'm a small manufacturing operation here in St. Louis. And the owner, a female owner, was so excited for me to be walking through the doors. Michael, you got to get back here. You've got to meet our new female welder. We've never had one in the history of wow. this company. Mm. And she's fourth generation owner of this company. And she was over the top excited about having a female welder. Uh, and she was kind of naive in that what uh, you're not seeing this anywhere else. Actually, we're starting to see Actually, it everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Do you have any idea what a female, what, what, not just a female, but a welder makes? So, yeah, and that's where the because that's what's going to get middle schoolers and their parents when you start talking salary, right? It's going to get the it's parents. one thing. It's it's definitely going to get the parents. Uh, I'm not sure the middle. I schoolers want them even... out of my basement. <laughs> I want them off my payroll. Um, yeah, they they make great money. I don't think the community colleges did uh, the industry any favors when they run these commercials saying, "Become a welder and make eighty thousand uh, dollars a year." Sure, after twenty years of experience, mm, they're not okay. they're not you know, they're not starting out there. They're starting out pretty good. But and, even to start out like you know, like fifty is fantastic. Oh yeah and, yeah. and absolutely they can make that. Um and you know, there's degrees of skill sets when it comes to welding. And so that that plays a role in the fa- uh, the pay. I, I, I talked about um a discussion focused on where we are falling short. And, mm-hmm. and in a remaining time, let, let, let's tackle that a little bit. I, I've done a poor job as a timekeeper. <laughs> I have to take a break. We're going to come back with more on PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Wrapping up our incredible conversation with Michael Eaton, the executive director of the Missouri Association of Manufacturers, our guest on PNCC Speak, the language of executives. And uh, I tease this twice, but and I want to get to it because it's an important um, point to be made, and that is where are we falling short in, in manufacturing growth in the state of Missouri? So I think we'll go back to what we said, the image of manufacturing. Certainly we need to do a better job in that rebranding of, of what manufacturing looks like today. Um, I think we're starting to chip away at that. Uh, I, I, I'll go back to the, the marketing uh, 101, know your audience. So if you're looking for growth in the workforce, and we know that's going to come from a younger workforce, um, know what resonates with them. So we've been in a manufacturing operation here in St. Louis. And what was really amazing is, number one, the plant manager didn't know it was amazing. And I said, because we talk about workforce, obviously, and he goes, yeah, we really don't have much of an issue here. Well, talk to me about how many shifts you run. Well, we're just open 24-7, seven days a week, you know. And he wasn't uh, impressed by his own? <laughs> yeah. He, and, um, uh, okay, there's a lot, a lot of manufacturing that's 24-7, three shifts, seven days a week. Um, but we're, we're a job shop, project shop, so um, all our employees are cross-trained. Everything dealing with a specific order is on one cart. So if an employee comes in in the morning, clocks in, say, at 7 o'clock, works for a couple hours and just isn't feeling it, just lacking some energy or 
hey, he heard the fishing's good today. He can clock out and he can leave. As long as he gets his 40 hours in by the, in that seven-day period, we don't care what that looks like. So if you want to go catch the kids a baseball game after school, clock out and go. They come in, they grab their grab a cart, and they pick up where it was left off. So that was the first time and the only time I've seen that in 170 People countries. right now are listening are going, where is that company? <laughs> I would like to work right for them. Right here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And we have never seen that anywhere. We we know flexibility is important to this younger job market. We've been in one operation, and he, he was talking, the plant manager was talking to me about, yeah, I hired these two kids. And, uh, you know, around 2 o'clock on that first day, he kind of stretched his arms and says, well, um, yeah, I think I'll I'll go ahead and duck out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. And he said, I looked at the clock. It was 2 o'clock. He's like, and instead of being focused on uh, there's still three more hours in the day. I was more concerned if he was going to show up tomorrow. Mm. Um, now, not acceptable, obviously. We, you know, manufacturers run in production and in deadlines. But all that to say is well, there's some creative solutions that manufacturers need to look at. And there's creative solutions that a lot of manufacturers are already looking at. We've seen leadership libraries within the manufacturing facility. I asked the CEO, why Why do you have this? He says, you know, first of all, I allow my employees 45 minutes a week to stop what they're doing and be part of this book club. If they write uh, a little summary on that book, they get a $100 gift card. And I said, in your motivation, hey, I got to identify the genius out there on the floor. Mm. The one who's who gets it, sees the bigger picture, they're going to be here a long time, and it's a simple, easy way to invest in, in an employee, and that's culture. So, I think um, certainly in the last couple of years, manufacturers have done a great job of, of introducing a really positive and upbeat culture. Well, I might have to look at that book club idea. That sounds like a good one. Um, interested to hear your perspective. So, a year or so ago, when we were celebrating the American Food Groups bringing that. Uh, large plant to uh, Warren County. One of the facts I heard that shocked me was that Missouri was the number two cattle growing state in the country. And I thought, wow. So it should be no surprise to me that the food processing industry in Missouri is the largest in terms of employment, accounting for over 15% of the state's uh, industrial workforce. I'm curious, what's the outlook for that, in particular given St. Louis's um, leading focus on the plant sciences. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that should be necessarily surprising. We have a strong agriculture base here in Missouri and certainly on the Illinois side. So um, you have you have a lot of cattle here and, and that cattle needs to be processed. So that that plays a role in in manufacturing and location. So instead of uh, sending those cattle to another state, uh, why not set up operations here? So we have seen that that type of success in, in meat processing operations. Uh, food, hey, we know that there's that need forever. You know, so that's certainly uh, a category in the industry that um, we do see a lot of growth. We see a lot of innovation. And I think that may be key is, the creative innovation coming out of the food industry driven by the needs and shortages and some other um, products 
is driving that as well. Manufacturing and agriculture right here in the state of Missouri in the Midwest is strong. So it really shouldn't be a shocker or surprising to that. Michael, how do people find out uh, more about the association and perhaps to become a member? Yeah. Um, Our website, mamstrong.org, M-A-M-strong.org. It's a website that's not going to win any design awards, but it's (laughs) certainly got uh, content and information heavy. And um, we have a number of events and activities all over the state. We know we've got to get manufacturers, as I said earlier, to the table and talking and sharing and um, solving. A rich conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. That is Michael Eaton, the executive director of the Missouri Association of Manufacturers. Michael Scully, another another good one, my friend. Thank you, Carol. It's nice to have inspirational guests like this that are doing things to advance our state. Absolutely. You know, Missouri needs to have everyone rowing in the same direction. I like that. Amen. We get a rower in here. Michael Scully is the regional president of PNC. I'm Carol Daniel, retired KMOX news anchor. This is PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. And to hear this and share this and listen to our previous podcast, go to kmox.com slash PNC C-Speak.